1: let's get started. Hey it's Andy Barker here and welcome back to the new grad physio podcast. So in today's episode I want to talk about yellow flags. So you know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about um, yellow flags but I think one of the big issues we have with yellow flags is that they're often in the, the shadow and and rightly so to a certain degree in relation to, to red flags. I'm sure thinking back to your days at, at university and what you were taught, you know, your lecturers are right, so we're, were banging on about red flags and the importance of screening certain things. For example, the the 5Ds, three N's that you might screen for a, a vertebral artery dysfunction at the cervical spine, those questions you ask regarding um, problems around the lower back and potential cordial etc. etc. Et but Yellow flags are probably signs and symptoms your patient may have that are often going to be uh, more frequent, and you're going to see them more commonly than you're going to see patients with red flags. And you know, ninety-nine times out of a hundred, um, red flags are often quite you know quite easy to pick up as long as you know your questions well, as long as you can ask know your your patients the, those right screening questions you're going to get the right information and it's going to enable you to make the right decisions regarding a patient that might have you know a query called a, a but yellow flags you know they're not generally a, a medical you know more often than not they're not a medical emergency but they can you know often you know really really stall your patient's progress and you know, prevent your patient to get into to where they need to be, much more than a red flag symptom might do. So again, a patient has red flags, you, know, you refer them on, it's a medical emergency type of thing, and they can get the care that they need. But if you're not able to ask the right questions and to identify yellow flags, these can have a massive bearing on your ability to get your patient or your athlete to where. They need to be. So those yellow flags typically are those sort of psychosocial types of, of problems, those you know psychological things that can can prevent your patient getting to where they need to be. So that's what I wanted to discuss in this week's podcast because again, it's so important. And if you're able to identify these things well, even just a little bit of attention to yellow flags, being able to ask the the right questions is going to get you the information you need to actually speak in a certain way to your patients, use the right type of language and also ultimately enable you to, to get your patient through a successful treatment plan and get them back to doing the things they enjoy the most. I guess one of the big misconceptions that a lot of new grads particularly have around yellow flags, it's not just mental health issues so typically certainly the way that I was taught almost yellow flags at university was to ask the question, have you currently or in the past had any mental health problems? And if they said no, that was pretty much it. But what I've learned over the last 15 years or so is that it is much more than that. And you need to delve a little bit deeper with each and every patient that you see to ask, you know, a few key questions, a couple of which I'm going to go through in this episode um, that are really going to help you to, to, to get a gist of of where your patients are, their motivations levels, their enthusiasm levels, you know, your patients understanding about what the actual problem they actually think they may have. Because again, if you don't ask these questions, you don't know this information and you cannot, you know, quash some of the misconceptions you can. You cannot ease those apprehensions, anxieties that your patients may have. And again, if you don't do that, you're probably going to be left with a demotivated, you know, unmotivated ill-informed patient that does not understand their injury and they're the type of patients that are really difficult to work with they're really hard to to actually get better and if they don't have that enthusiasm they don't have that motivation to to get better it's unlikely they're going to go away and do their home exercise program their adherence is going to be you know next to nothing and you're not going to see these types of patients improve and again you can get around this just by asking some really simple yellow flag questions. Because even the best rehab plan in the world is not going to get around this. If you've not identified some of the issues we're going to talk about in this episode, you know the best treatment and rehab plan in the world, the best physical program in the world, is not going to get around this. Because if your patient's you know, unmotivated, they're unenthusiastic, they don't understand what's going on with their problem, with their body, with their injury then they're not gonna do what you ask them to do. And we know if patients don't go away and do what we ask them to do, they typically don't get better. So what do you need to do? So here are two questions that you need to ask every single patient you see. And by patient, I mean patient or athlete. So regardless of the environment you work in, regardless whether that's in the National Health Service, whether that's in private practice, whether that's in professional sport, you need to ask these key questions. So number one, what do you think is going on? So this is when you're typically asking your patient with back pain, shoulder pain, neck pain, knee pain, what do you think is causing your problem ultimately? What do you think is going on? And the reason for asking this is for you to get an understanding of what they think is going on with their injury. So why is that important? Clearly you're the you know the expert if you like in the room you're the person that's meant to diagnose them and I, and I get that but here you can get some really valuable information about your patient's perceptions potentially misconceptions about their injury so you'll have heard and probably you've seen patients in the clinic before who will come in and tell you they have a slip disc we know you can't slip a disc that's a great example an easy example to use and again if that's the case then if a patient told me that in the clinic, I would be spending at the end of the assessment, No, I necessarily wouldn't do it there and then, but at the end of my assessment, I'd be making a note of that and I'd be spending 20 seconds just educating them about how you cannot slip a disc and I'd then with the information I've I've attained from the rest of their assessment, actually telling them what is actually going on with their lower back or shoulder or knee or whatever else it may be. So again, if your patient does have misconceptions about um, their injury, their body, about what's going on, if we've got this information, then we can spend a little bit of time educating the patient about what problems they may not have. Because again, this can be a massive way off your patient's shoulders by you know telling them, yeah, this is what's going on in your body, but based on what I found in your assessment and the questions I asked you, the tests I've done during the assessment, then I can tell you quite confidently It's not this. It's not that. And again, you'll have some patients, and 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 again, I've had this a lot in the past, and I'm sure you have, and and definitely will do in the future. You'll have patients that come in and and thinking there is something, you know, maybe potentially really sinister going on with their injury, something they're potentially worried about. You know, I had uh, a family friend or um, you know my auntie, uncle, you know went started off with some back pain it turned out it was a tumour or, or something like that. Patients will tell you these types of things and again that's not quite an extreme example but these things do happen so again some patients may have that in the back of their mind thinking I think it's just back pain but is it? You know, This is how Uncle John started off, this is how he described his back pain when he first started but it turned out to clearly be something a lot more serious so you, again if you don't ask these questions you don't know this, you don't really know what's going on in your patient's head, so it's really important and a really easy um, way to do this is to ask your patient, what do you think is going on? And again, some patients may be you know quite close to the actual diagnosis and what's actually going on. Some patients, as you will find, will be, will be, will be way off. And again, the ones that are way off, we need to educate them and spend a little bit of time at the end of the assessment just to, you know, to ensure that they are well informed about their injury. And a big part of that is actually dispelling some of the misconceptions and myths they may have around their injury, which can take a, a big burden, um, a lot of apprehension and anxiety away from your patient. The second thing, second question that you could ask your patients that's really, really helpful is, do you think you can overcome this injury? Or is it something you think you'll have to live with? So what this is, you know, sort of giving you is a really good indication of patient expectations. Do they actually think they can get better or not? So again, this is going to give you again some really valuable information from your patient as to their actual expectations of physio. Do they think their back pain, they've had it for 20 years, they just want to get a little bit better? but you know they don't generally feel that they can actually get rid of it is it something they you know again the opposite way they may have had back pain for 20 years but they think they're going to get fixed in one session so again it could be either of those two very two very different examples of two patients that might present very similar i.e they've both had back pain for 20 years but one patient might think they can you know they're gonna lay in the bed get a massage jump up and be you know totally pain free one or other patient with the same symptoms or very similar symptoms might think they're never going to be able to, to get better. So it's to give you a really good indication about what your patient expects, what is their long-term expectations of um, your care, a physio, do they actually think they can get better or not? And Again, what this is going to give you also is an early indication of their enthusiasm and motivation, because again, if patients don't actually think they can actually improve and get better, they're likely to be a little less motivated, probably less enthusiastic about coming to physio. And again, another patient that, you know, thinks they can get better pretty quickly is probably going to be more motivated, and more enthusiastic. So again, it can give you some really valuable information. And I think those two questions aside, you know, 99 out of 100 patients that you see, we have the ability to get... Then better. There are going to be patients you come across really complex patients, chronic, you know, pain patients, uh, patients that of, often have a lot of other issues, including yellow flags, going on that can be very very difficult to to help. Uh, not that we can't help them, I guess, but we you know to get a full resolution of symptoms can sometimes be very very difficult. But again, that is probably one in a hundred patients. You know, ninety nine percent of the time, you could have some really big impact with the patients and athletes that you're working with and you you can you know, get them better, get them back doing the things that they enjoy the most. So a subjective assessment is a really big part of that and getting that information, that clear information, that valuable information from your patient. So yellow flags is not just a tick box. It's not just asking about mental health. I've given you a couple of examples there of questions you can ask your patient. Number one, what do you think is going on? And number two, Do you think this is an injury you can overcome or is this something you think you'll have to just live with? Two key questions that you should be asking each and every patient or athlete that you work with. So there are some additional questions that I ask each and every patient that I see. Um, I teach these and I go through these in detail um, in the subjective assessment module of my new grad physio membership. I walk through the subjective, I do the same thing for the objective assessment so you understand the questions Um, to ask, understand the test to do, understand why you're actually asking those questions, what the answers actually mean, why you're doing those tests in the objective assessment and what the answers to those things actually mean and what you're actually looking for with some of the key tests in that objective assessment. So if you wanted to learn this yourself, you had a really clear roadmap of how to work through uh, a systematic, a logical simple but highly effective subjective and objective assessment then head to newgradphysio.com forward slash membership there you'll find some general information about the new graph membership about what it is how it could help you what's included in it you'll see some case studies there from you know members of the new physio membership and how it's helped them and if that's something you feel it could help you out Then at the bottom of the page, there is a short form. You can just pop in your details, your name, email address. There's a couple of uh, multiple choice questions. Click submit. That gets sent straight through and lands in my email inbox. And as soon as I see it, I will get back to you with some help and let you know the next steps if you are interested in getting on board with the new Grad Physio community. So thanks as always for your time and attention. Really appreciate it as always if you do have any questions any queries anything you'd like me to cover on the podcast then please just let me know just send me a message uh, email me dm me whatever you would like to do and again if you'd like some more information around the membership and find out what it is what i do and how i mentor therapists like yourself then head to newgradphysio.com forward slash membership thanks for listening to the new Grad
0: physio podcast before you head off I just wanted to make sure you did not miss this. Alongside his podcast, Andy posts a weekly blog on his website, www.newgradphysio.com. You can access all his blogs and loads more resources like his recent PDF, the five breakthrough steps to confidently treat the shoulder right every time, avoid mistakes and stop you feeling less adequate than other new grads. This is Andy's most popular resource, and has already been accessed by thousands of therapists just like you. To get a copy of this PDF, or to get more information about Andy's upcoming courses, or find out more about his New Grad Physio membership, head to www.newgradphysio.com. Have a great day, and we will catch you on the next podcast episode.